Welcome to the No Negations Podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we're discussing if praise and worship is necessary. Let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here. Ayla Sullins. And D.S. Ninja is in the house. Oh, oh, I did it way too early. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I got the music ready too early. <laughs> but um, do I ask how your weeks are? No. Yes. What do I do? Tell a lie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. How was your week, Ayla? I didn't have it yet. <laughs> I was last week. This okay. It was good. Um at Ayla. this point when you're hearing this, I should be thirty eight weeks pregnant, hopefully. You know? Ayla is the worst. <laughs> you're telling me to lie on a Christian podcast. I said what how was your week? You just say the same thing. <laughs> they would same never thing as last episode. They would not know. Like, yeah. You I mean you nauseous. <laughs> My stomach feels weird. Like it's usually the same. So, but that's still <laughs> in the idea in my head is making something up. It's not because it's still true. We don't know if it'll be true. That's a week from now. It was last week. You still say last week. You just say it twice. <laughs> so by the by the, now we we're recording two in one day. Um, yeah, so that's why. Which we already explained the last podcast. We explained that we'd be recording. We weren't live on that. Oh, because you didn't because you didn't record it. No, with the fifteen minutes. What? No, I said it. I said that. Okay. Anyways, guys, we're recording. We're pre-recording some podcasts because I'm about to have a baby, and we may not be able to have to record the podcast during those weeks. That's that's not why. <laughs> that's not why we're pre-recording podcasts. No. What's the reason why we're pre-recording podcasts? We do this a lot. Something we don't like, do it a lot. Yes, that is an exaggeration. We st- to stay up on episodes. <laughs> the purpose of us. No one would ever know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That but when was, you said, "Should I ask?" I said no. <laughs> That's on record. That's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad, how was your week? I don't know. I will never have a week like that. <laughs> I, I can't stand I can't stand y'all I really can't stand y'all right now do. What part of the week? The Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode um, <laughs> Well, okay, well, my it was, week It was good <laughs> Well, my week was good too Okay, let's talk about praise and worship <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually want to start out with this question is first and foremost, do you believe praise and worship is important to have in church? In church in general. In buildings, in church buildings. Yeah. Like on Sunday when you go to church, do you think praise and worship is important? Yes. Well, I think it's always important. So I think naturally in a church building it would be important too. Do you think it's important? It's absolutely important. It's instructed too. Mm-hmm. The praise and worship. Now here where it gets interesting is the type of praise and worship. Like where there's different certifications with <clears throat> praise and worship as far as like who's doing it. Um, like what is your thought process on how a praise and worship should go when you're at church or at home or whenever you're going through praise and worship? I don't think it matters where you are, but the type of worship is important because God doesn't accept all types of worship mm-hmm. is an acceptable worship to God. And it talks about it in Romans 12, mm-hmm. acceptable worship to God. And then they have it in, in uh, I think, Exodus chapter 30. It talks about uh, the type of worship that God's accept because only certain things they were. They said only the priests can do certain things, you know, um, you can't make up your own style of worship. 
that's not acceptable to God. Remember, what would Cain, that, what would that Cain and Abel, yeah. you know, he he took things that w- was blemished or whatever and offered it to God uh, and to make it acceptable. It wasn't pleasing to him. Yeah. It wasn't right. Pleasing. It wasn't acceptable mm. to God. So you have to make sure that your praise and worship is acceptable to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, they used to have temple prostitutes. That was me that time. Mm. <laughs> you know, that they they indulge with before worship, making that acceptable to God. So, mm. but uh, it depends on what what your mindset is. Is it focused on God? Yeah, and that's I'm glad you brought up the mindset because that's one thing that I do notice is that I feel like in church, and this is my perspective, is that we criticize people on how they're worshiping in church. So, like you have people that might be quiet, you might have people that's very vocal or whatever. Um, what is your thoughts on the people that are like, is there a certain way that praise and worship should look like, do you think that there's a certain way that praise and worship should look or yeah. I don't think there's a certain way praise and worship should necessarily look, Mm -hmm. but like your dad said, it'd be the, the heart posture of the person. Yeah. So like somebody could be jumping up and down and screaming, but if they're doing that, not for their intentions are not for the Lord, then it doesn't really matter. Mm hmm. Or for show. Yeah. I mean, here's here's the situation. <clears throat> you know, you asked me this one time. You you asked me why do I do what I do, and and I and I gave you an answer. But I was thinking about that, and this is concrete. The best meal, the best meal I ever had. Thanksgiving. No. Absolutely not. No. The best meal that I ever had happened when your mom and I was, was we were married. Um, she, she was pregnant and she lost a baby. And at that time, the insurance we had, it cost us with co-pays and stuff like that. It cost us a lot of money. My bank account. Wasn't we didn't have no money after paying everything out? No money, and your mom said we don't have any money, and we had to get groceries and stuff. And and I think I may have told the story where I had those little door alarms, mm-hmm. those many door alarms. I, I had them. I realized I had them. I had nine of them, and I bought them like nine dollars. I put my suit on, and I went through the apartment building demonstrating them and I sold all nine for $25 a piece. Mm-hmm. We were able to buy groceries with that. Mm-hmm. And your mom cooked. That was the best meal I had. But then I remember that and I was able to worship God because he brought that to my mind and he gave me the ability to go do that. And that worship in him because of that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I could easily say it. I did this and I did that, but God made the provision for that because I forgot I even had those things. Yeah. And so that was my best meal that I ever had. And and so I went to church and expressed the worship that I had for him that week mm-hmm. prior to. And that's the type of worship God wants. God focus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we can get in the focus on the people around us on the building and what everybody else is doing, Mm -hmm. you know, just because somebody, you know, have a, a, what they call a a worship of God don't mean I'm going to do it at that time, Mm -hmm. you know, but I go to worship collectively in the church. Mm -hmm. So do with that understanding, do you feel like you could go to like any church, like as far as like the worship part or the the part where they're worshiping, do you feel like you can go to almost any church and be, you know, in the presence. Like a Christian church? Is that what you're saying? Sorry. Church, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Do I feel like I can go to any church? Mm-hmm. No. No. What you and, and you are using that in the contents of that, their worship. Yeah, as far as like <clears throat> you understanding that your worship is between you and God. You feel like you can go to any building and. Oh, I can worship God anywhere, you know, whether in church, whether in my car, whether at work or, you know, I can I can do that. 
But I think your question is in the context of being a part of their worship. Yeah. Depending on certain styles. Yeah. Being a part of their worship, like being there in that presence, but still having that one on one connection to God. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because if if God is in you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But to take part in. If I'm understanding you, how they work, their worship style. Yeah, I'm assuming that's yeah, what. just like yeah, just whatever. Like if they're, I don't know, just how they play the music or how they, like if they're like, not playing music, yeah. just whatever, whatever they're doing. Do you feel like you can still have that reflect reflectance, or do you have to? Do you feel like you have to be like triggered by something that the worship team is? Well, doing? it's not for us. And yeah, I know, but that's 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 just my question. Is yeah. like personally is yeah, because you said you usher in them in, in the yeah in the in the worship. Yeah, I can. I'm worshiping God for what He's done for me, and I'm doing it collector collectively with other believers. Mm-hmm. But I think your question is relating to style of worship. Sure. Yeah, um, I can still worship. You know, the 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 music. It's kind of tricky because we did this one time. We had a a video, and it had it was split. It had two. People, you know, doing what you see going on in church. Mm-hmm. But one was a voodoo ceremony and one was a church. But you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Which one, you know. Yeah. And and so I think you're asking the style, you know, whether it's a Methodist, whether it's Episcopalian, whether it's an apostolic, or mm-hmm. whether it's a Baptist type worship. And I keep hitting this thing. <laughs> but. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can worship God anywhere. That's how. Yeah. I, that's how I kind of feel. I feel like, I, as far as like, because you, you know, you go to some churches and like the worship is scheduled. You know, this time, this time, is the praise and worship. And then you go to some churches where it's more like free spirited. So worship is worship for as long as it may be. Like Baptist churches, they may be. You might get there at eight o'clock, but you might not get home till five. You know, <laughs> um, uh, but like. I, I feel like I can go to almost any church in their worship period and be able to worship because I I truly look at worship as a self connect as a connection between me and God. Yes, there's other believers that may be there, but at the same time, I don't know what space everyone else is at. So I'm not really there to feed off of what someone next to me is doing, what someone in front of me is doing, what the praise team is doing, what the singer is doing. I don't really feed. I feed off of okay. This is a time right now that is devoted to giving God praise. So how am I going to give? How am I giving God praise? So I do feel like I can go to anybody. Um, and I know, like, I don't know. I feel like that could be right or wrong. I don't know. But um, I do feel like I can go to almost anybody and be able to be in my space and worship God. See, I, I think sometimes it's, it's a disservice because most people associate worship with music mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not you know you worship God in your giving you worship God by studying his word you worship God by giving a gospel you know those are forms of worship and but we associate it because it starts at the beginning and it's music and the music moves people and I, I'm like you got to be careful because Satan was in charge of worship and music and he uses that, you know. I always forget that. And and God wants true worshipers, worshipers mm-hmm. to worship him in spirit and in truth. And so if music is used just to move or get a reaction out of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think personally, when you talk about you can go to any church, I think, I think I, written down on paper, I think that that's true, technically. But I wouldn't choose to go to any church mm-hmm. i think i could say that because i don't get i don't get moved and connected like some other people like i don't know like i just some people get really connected to the situation and the people around but i've never been that type of person i don't really feed off of other people's like energy maybe because I'm that's because you're a different kind of person you yeah. sing it in choir when he opened his mouth <laughs> but honestly though like that, that might be that I think that's true. Like I just don't. I just think that might be the type of person I am. I, what I say, what I, how I feel. I don't think that's like anybody could just do that. 
But I do feel like I can go to any environment. But I do have this question. So in James chapter 3, verse 1, it says, um, Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Do you think that same principle um, relates to people that lead worship and worship teams at church? Well, he's talking about teachers and that. Yeah. But like uh. in, a, in a situation where like this person is supposed to, I guess, like, you know, lead your or bring the bring forth the fact be the usher, is, essentially. Yeah, bring forth that this is the part where we need to that, that we're t- connecting to God and we're giving God praise. Do you think those people in those roles are viewed like how teachers are viewed in this situation? Not necessarily teachers, but similar in that aspect. And when it comes to God viewing what we're doing here on Earth, well, I, th- I, I think the the premise of them worship leaders is to get you to think back before Sunday or before whatever day you serve, Mm -hmm. you worship, go to worship. What has God done for you Mm -hmm. that we're coming together collectively to worship him for, to get you in that mindset. But I know sometimes it seems like um, individuals may be playing music for them Mm-hmm. They may be singing for them, mm-hmm. and instead of the Lord, mm-hmm. um, it's like you go to church and it's like a concert. Yeah, <laughs> and it's about the music and the instrument and things, and you know, get your blessings and this yeah. that, and you know, mm-hmm. it 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 could be. But what's interesting in Isaiah chapter six, um. When it says in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne high and exalted. Mm-hmm. And then in verse four, it says, at the sound of their voice, the doorpost and the threshold shook and the temple was filled with the smoke. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah says, woe unto me. I cried, I am ruined. I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King of the Lord almighty. He looked at God and he, and he saw the, the, the cherubims, you know, with six wings, they covered the eyes, they cover yeah. the feet and, they, and two wings. They, they flew and they, they were going, holy, holy, holy. He saw their worship to almighty God and he looked at himself and he said, my lips is unclean. Yeah. It's comparing his worship to how they were worshiping. He's his worship may not been truly for God, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and that's what you can at least what I read in that that he realized that, mm-hmm. you know, what he was speaking, what he was doing may not have been purely God focused, mm-hmm. and so I think of the concept of worship is that to usher us in to become God focused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before we start getting in the word. Yeah. Because what he's done for, just like I said, the best meal that I had, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that, what he's done for me. And there's other things that God done for me. So when I come together with other believers in the body, we've taken together what God's done for us individually and collectively and worship him. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I was having a discussion about like dress. And I know it's not important, but um, as far as, you know, the saying in church, like, come as you are, that type thing. I'm always under the impression that even when I go to church, I try to bring my best. So I don't want to go to, like, um, an event or somewhere else and, you know, spend all this time getting dressed, like, a certain way and then go to church and just put on whatever. So do you think as far as, like, giving God our best – and in worship, when it comes to, does that involve all aspects of it? So as far as like, even if you don't have a lot, you dress with the best thing that you have. Or is it just like, or does that, one? Of the, I don't know if that even makes sense. Is that one of the things where you're just like, oh, well, that doesn't even matter. Just come to church. Um, I remember that conversation. And I think your idea behind it was, if you're making it a priority to to do that in other spaces, that God deserves that as well. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I think in that context, that makes sense. I think looking back on that conversation, it makes sense too. If you're, if you have made it a priority to present yourself in the best light that you can, like to go to the movies, then why, why not do that to go to church Mm -hmm. or to be in God's presence wherever you are? Um, and give him that as well because of the way that your mind is with other things. Yeah. Oh, I did use movies. I was talking about the Magic Johnson Theater. Now people used to like get all dressed up <laughs> to go to the movies. I mean, there. I think in general, nobody should not go to church because they don't have the right clothing. Right. Yeah. Like that's where I think that my stance would be like. Nothing should prevent you mm-hmm. from going to church. Yeah. If it's clothing, if it's how you're looking that day, your hair isn't done, your, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's my whole point, though, is like even in your situation, that even if you don't have like the best things, you don't have the, the, the most attractive clothing, you just come with the best thing that you have. And so if that's sweatpants and sandals, cool. But if you're, if in my position, like I'll go, you know, we'll go to, a conference or some type of an event or a black tie event and you know i spend i actually get i dress like i try to dress to look a certain way and i spend all this effort why not do that for church because i've seen situations where people saturday night they get done up you know they put on these nice clothes they look clean blah 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 and then they just kind of like roll into church the next day which is whatever they find on the ground and me when I'm when I'm thinking of like praise and worship and in those situations we're reflecting on the things that God has done for us and we want to give God our best. I don't feel like I feel like and this is just me personally, I feel like that's not us giving God our best in those situations when we're highlighting uh, other things over another. Well, yeah, I don't know. I get like in where you're coming from, I feel like I understand that. But like in my own mind, like uh I guess it's not the same thought process i don't know how to explain what i'm saying (laughs) like i get where you're coming from when you're talking about the priority part i think but i don't i wouldn't go tell somebody hey you need to dress this way to go to church i wouldn't i'd tell them to wear their best yeah yeah that's not Um, it's not it's not different like i'm just saying i i I said that if someone who doesn't have that you just wear the best thing you have like i said the, the best is the sweatpants and sandals that's what you wear you know, just whatever you do is just do make sure it's the best that you're doing it at. So it's just depending on the person. God does not care what you have on. I, I know that. <clears throat> I know that. And, and well, I'm not saying coming in a two piece bathing suit, swim <laughs> trunks, you know. When you when you talk about worship and I'm thinking the reason why I said it because John the Baptist. John the Baptist is dressed in camel hair, you know, and he's out. He's preaching the gospel and people are coming to them. And see, we get caught up into the dress thing. And and I say that because, D, I don't know if you remember, is when we went to KNG one time. And when I bought you those suits, remember that blue suit? Mm-hmm. And I remember the guy in there. And he was talking about his son and he was saying that he needs to come in and get a suit because you want to give God your best. Mm-hmm. God don't want your best in dress. He wants your best in his word and in, in you being obedient and sharing the gospel. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. But we associate that as giving God your best in that. And he's looking because he said he came here. His son came here for the loss. Not your wardrobe. Yeah, but it's not necessarily the wardrobe. I think it's more so the effort. So I don't look at your best as far as like, oh, I have this suit or whatever. I don't look at it like that. I look at it like the time and effort to put into that type of stuff. So like me, like I said, and I think this is more of our personal base. But for me, like when we go to a conference or we go to like some type of like dinner or whatever, like I really I put effort into what I wear, you Mm -hmm. know. And so it's just like, if I put effort in that stuff, why wouldn't I put effort into showing up in God's house? You know what I mean? And so that's kind of like my thought process behind it. It's not necessarily like I need to wear a suit to church or I need to wear this certain thing to church. It's like, 
putting effort into what I wear to go to church because I do that going everywhere else. Like, why wouldn't I do that in a, you know, because I know that God doesn't care. Like, if my best was sweatpants, like, that's cool. But would you think that Jesus wanted you to put more effort in sharing his word, the gospel, or effort in looking sharp? Well, that's actually a good question. But one thing that I've really been trying to do recently, especially since we started this podcast, is being consistent on all platforms. So the stuff has put my effort in. And we've had conversations on the things that we need to do with, like, no negations and the things I need to do with the gym. Is like I I try to be consistent on everything that I do as far as the effort. So the same effort I put in on the gym, I have to put the same effort into uh no negations the same effort that i do with like our family relationship i put in effort with like alienize a, a relationship or more or whatever but just being more consistent and for me i feel like that's the same thing you know just as far as like putting effort into spreading god's word but also like i put effort into dressing a certain way i need to put effort into dressing a certain way when i go to church like I just uh, I don't know I just for me I and I could it's like about I said, your mindset it's could, not about a stipulation yeah I could be yeah, yeah I could be wrong but like I just think for me it's wrong that I you know put all this effort in to go to something that doesn't even matter you know because in Ephesians God says that everything we do that is pointless especially the stuff that is not done for God and if I'm going to church and I'm having the mindset that I'm getting going there to give God glory and I know that I like doing this why not do that going to church i don't know well i think back in 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 mark when the pharisees was asking jesus why don't your disciples wash their hands before they pick the grain Mm -hmm. and jesus answered them it's better to be obedient you know what i'm saying yeah and so when i'm when i'm thinking about giving god my best and dress i don't think yeah because they 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 wore tunics, yeah. you know, they guys didn't wear pants. Women didn't wear pants, mm-hmm. you know, um, the more wealthy people had shoes, mm-hmm. had sandals, you know, they didn't. So, and you think about if you, the people that go out to witness the people you witnessing to, mm-hmm. I'm quite sure Jesus will think more of that mm-hmm. than worrying about. Yeah. You I, know. I agree. That's just something that I just like to do. Though. Yeah. But, but people have that mindset though. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't go to church. I don't have anything to wear. I was told <laughs> the person that's going to listen to this because I know they listen is going to laugh. But I was told that I shouldn't wear holy jeans to church. They're holy. <laughs> <laughs> alley oop. There's the alley oop. <laughs> but um, what is as far as like on a personal level? Oh, and maybe not in person. Like Paul said, I became all things to all people. There's people who dress like that mm-hmm. that you can relate to. Now, if I came up in my dapper suit, fried to tie and all that, they'd looking at me a certain kind of way, and I may not relate to them. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think in general, it's a social standard when it comes to people saying you need to dress a certain way at church. Not Yeah, I mean, not I know so some churches church right on 131st women could not come in there wearing pants and they took that verse and went left with it because biblically men didn't wear pants Mm. you know and so the dress that they were talking about that you don't do is that in that first century that's how the prostitutes dress to entice men to get attention Mm. and so when you're talking about, and I heard the story that Gandhi had went to the church and they didn't accept him. And that's why he went to Hinduism, hmm. you know? And so what's, what's important. And I think we have to be very careful in all aspect of our worship in all spec aspect of church function is that we try to change people. He commissioned us to take the gospel out and plant that seed. The Holy Spirit would change that person. You know, and I remember a guy telling me one time, he said, (laughs) he said, I have to get myself together before I come to church. Have you ever been? What? 
Yeah, and and I said, you have the what? He said, I got to get my get myself together first before I come to church. I said, let me ask you a question. When you sick, do you get wait till you get well to go to the doctor? No, <laughs> come as you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that in in general is what like people may feel that way because of like like I said with clothing, a social standard not from God but from people from humans that have put it out there that you have to be perfect you have to be presentable you have to look this way you have to God doesn't view us the same way that other people view us Mm -hmm. and James talks about that you know that's one of your favorite verse when he talks about favoritism if a guy comes in dress you give him a seat up front so With that thought process on dress, should that be our thought process throughout life? Like, if I go somewhere, should I even think twice? Should I, should that be my thought process? Like, I shouldn't really worry about what I wear. Because yeah, I got, technically, I feel. Like. Where are you going? I mean, I mean, yeah. any like anywhere. Like, I, when I go out with friends or when we do stuff, like I, I like to look a certain way, so I put on. Yeah, you know, it depends on the occasion. Well, I think you know? it just doesn't matter, but we like it. You know, so we do it. If you but show up not, in a movie with, not, with tails and a tie, you know. But if, <laughs> but if, if it's not really of God, why would we even like care about doing it in the first place? We just do. So should we not do it? It's not. I don't think it's a thing where you shouldn't not do it. It's just like I don't think it's not like like how we put pressures on as a society. You have to look this certain way when you go. You have to look presentable. I think that those are. They're but, not of God. Yeah, presentable is relative. It's it's though. it's what we have done culturally, not necessarily what God like tells us to do. Hmm. Have you guys ever been in a situation where you were like embarrassed to worship, or you felt weird about necessarily like worshiping? Yes, I definitely did as a kid. Yeah, choir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or if you had to speak, you know, that's because you didn't understand. That wasn't speaking. wasn't necessarily like nervous to worship. It was just. I guess I would be nervous because I was just nervous to do it in general. Right, because I I remember not wanting to sing a solo. <laughs> Wait, you know, hold on, rewind. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> but and and I was like, I don't want to sing a solo because because I can't sing like somebody else. Uh-huh. You know, I don't have the the vocal control like somebody else. I don't sound like somebody else. But what we have to realize is, if we're truly singing unto the Lord, based on what He's done for us, and we're singing praises for what He delivered you from. Mm-hmm. What he's done for you, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, it, because he can make it acceptable to his ears, however you think you sound. But there's some people that can really sing, mm-hmm. but it's not honoring God. That doesn't apply for Ayla. Because when I sing, she always tells me to be quiet. Are you praising when you sing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you tell me to be quiet. Uh. How would you know? <laughs> Murder rewind. How would you well, know? It, well, let me see. Let me reflect on some of the songs that you sing. <laughs> okay, but I but sing a lot of. I, sing, I tell you to be quiet. I have video of me singing. <laughs> uh, okay, yes, worship songs. Yes. Yeah, and you. But is your me heart in the place? Silence. At, is your heart in the place at that moment for God, or is your heart in the oh. place of like I am going to do this because Ayla doesn't like it? You tell me, Ayla. <laughs> you are since you know. I don't know. Okay, I'm in that. I'm in that place, and you tell me. To be are you quiet. lying? I'm Are you lying. lying like you told me to lie at the beginning of this podcast? I'm not lying. I didn't tell you Remember, to lie. Remember, this is a Christian podcast. I didn't tell you to lie. I asked you, how was your week? <laughs> and you decide to not answer that. So I did not tell you to lie. <laughs> um, no, I think in general, when it comes to praise and worship, like I, this is going to be repetitive because you just said it, Big Daryl, but it, it is not for you. It's not for the people around you. It is for God. When you think about praising, it is telling him uh, your thanks for what he has done for you, what he has provided in your life, um, and many other things. But you're doing that for him. So in that moment, and it's not 
I'm not saying it's abnormal because I've experienced it, and I'm sure you guys have experienced it being in a situation where it's nobody else around you is praising, and you're like feel like you're out of place. But at the end of the day, it is not for them. It is for God. Hmm. You, you know, let me read something, and and it is always striking about. When, when we're talking about worship and and Jesus made it clear when in, in John chapter 4 when he was dealing with the Samaritan woman at the well and um, Jesus came, came upon the woman and he said Jesus declare believe me woman in a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, and it has now come, when the true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshiper the Father seek. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. He said, the kind of worshiper the Father seeks. So should not focus to be on finding out what kind of worshiper we should be in the Father's eyes. Because a lot of times we design our style of worship. Mm-hmm. And we have to, at least I do, is ask, is this the worship that he accepts? So do you think worship as a whole is like a, I would say a cookie cutter thing? Like everyone, like there's a way that God and this is how people should do it? In the Old Testament, he gave them specific ways to worship him. You know, um, with bulls and, you know, doves and lambs and certain things, censers and incense and things like that, that they had to do. And who could do that? You had the priest and then you had the high priest, you know, the style of worship. So um, in, in doing that, when he said the the true worshiper and I said, we got to, we need to find out what a true worshiper is, you know? Okay. <laughs> All right, so I know you had answered this question earlier, but when I guess this is more for like me and Ayla. When was the point where you realized that how to worship and yeah, like when did you like what was that process for you of figuring out like how you worship, how to worship God, and what made that connection for you to want to worship God? The process really was like after I had given my life to Christ, um, and you like essentially you're always working to become closer and in a sense of like doing what he wants us to do um, and reading and setting and whatever. Um, but in that process, I started realizing about myself when I would go to a church or go somewhere in front of people that I would scare away from worship and praise. And so you start to realize systematically what has been I guess put in my life like as an expectation or something when I would go to church before I was saved um well wait when you say systematically and expectations what were those expectations like before when I would go to church yeah you know if I I was used to going to a church that that isn't like loud and praise like you literally just like sway back and forth and like clap your hands and that's fine if that is your if you're truly if that's your thing if that yeah uh but i would be afraid to sing out loud or i would be afraid to to even get to that place i'd be thinking about the people more than i would be thinking about what i'm doing it for or who i'm doing it for Mm -hmm. and so at that point of getting saved um i think you in the moment of getting saved, you're so thankful and grateful to God that you are saved that that praise and worship now comes out in a different way 
before I wasn't saved, and so I'd be scared. But I had to get out of that mindset in in um in physical places where there are other people around me, because mm-hmm. I could do it by myself. I could do it at home and sing and and praise God and in prayer and study. I could do all that at home, right? But it was the fear of man, the fear of people, that I had to overcome outside of it. And it was just it. it was my relationship with Christ that leads me there. Like that gets me to the point where I'm not as afraid because it's, I realized it's not for other people. Mm. Like this is for God and I'm telling him what he means to me um, in those ways. So how long did it take you to get to that point? I would say, it, I don't know. I think it's still a process in some ways. I've talked about it before in the podcast of like um, going up for prayer at the altar mm-hmm. or something like that, like getting past that. But it's a thought that comes in my mind that I have to be like, no, that's not, it's not for you when it comes to praise. It's not mm-hmm. for you. I remember that I think I was in high school, high school and middle school, and you had said that D, you won't understand God's power until you go through some things. You think that's why some people have a hard time like diving into praise and worship because at that time they may not realize what God has really done for them or they haven't had really anything that I guess uh, really sh- they can really recognize straightforward that this is God's power and doing because I think I was kind of like that coming through growing up because, you know, everything was cool, you know, oh, God loves you. But I never really had a moment where I had to really like – I straight up recognize that it was God's power. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I remember several things, and, and and you're right. Normally, what we do, we we get into this this box, and we say all the good stuff that happened to us that's from God, mm-hmm. and all the bad stuff is from devil. The devil. I remember. When I was coming back from Okinawa, Japan, LAX airport, the guy in a median, he was a long hair, long beard, white and gray guy, you know, screaming the gospel, get saved. Jesus is coming back and, and all that. And I'm in my mind, I'm saying that guy's crazy. Right. And before I came back to the States, I remember a guy, a sergeant, talking to me. He said, how do you know you're a Christian? And I couldn't really answer it. He shared the gospel with me, even though I didn't accept it. But when I got saved, I remember those two guys, even though they don't know that I'm saved. And neither one of them was dressed in suits or dressed well when that happened. And I'm thinking about that, um, in, in Romans, in Romans chapter 12, where it says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, because what I've been through, what could have happened to me because of God's mercy. And that's what it's saying. Think about God's mercy. To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So we to remember what he said. And see, I didn't always know that. And so when I made that statement to you, I said, you won't, you will, you have to go through some things sometimes and know that God brought you through it. And, and for the simple fact that out of the world, he plucked you out of the world and put you in his kingdom. Cause from the beginning of age, he predestined that you guys be plucked out. And so for that, knowing where the world is going and those who don't have an association with him, where they're going, I thank him because that's God's mercy. I was just about to say, to answer your question, yeah, I think some people feel like they have to have a reason to worship. Like, he did this for me. But technically he doesn't need any reason to worship him. He created us. 
It doesn't matter. Like, he doesn't have to do all of these things for us. I think people don't realize that. Is that whatever he's doing for us is a blessing. And to piggyback on that, think about it. The angels was created to worship him. We're created with a free will to choose to worship him. And that's deep. The angels, they worship God. Why right? wouldn't we? They actually made a whole song about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a third of them, you know, went with Satan, <laughs> got yeah. kicked out with Satan, but they were created to worship him. And so if we look at how the created things worship God, and, and that's why you say, were well, you going to let a rock cry out? No. And if we had the capacity to understand, and so I didn't always know that, but as I, I study the word, after I lived my life, as I went through some things, as I, I was delivered from some things, as people came into my life and, and I seen things happen and, and understand that me being in the center of his will, I'm immortal until he's done with me. I can praise him, mm. you know, and, and, and I'm just thinking sitting here now is that the generation of the sullens is being extended because peanut is coming. Here we go. <laughs> but just to think about it, D, the generation of your name is going on. You know? Wait. Am I? That's okay. God, God is. God has permitted. Oh, I know that. what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because from the sullens men on down. Because if you had all girls, if you had a girl coming on, the bloodline would go, but the names. Not. You know, so can you worship him? Can you praise him for that? I can. Yeah, and just go back to thinking like. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to. He's worthy of the praise without doing anything mm-hmm. for us. And I think to be in that mindset is to humble yourself and say, hey, like, I don't have to be here. I didn't have to be created. I, he didn't have to bless me with this house. He didn't have to bless me with this car. He didn't have to bless me with this family. He didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to bless you with DS Ninja. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he father, said D, I thought he was talking about me. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> talking about you. <laughs> he didn't have to do any of that. And he would still deserve the praise, but he did. Mm-hmm. So that's why you should. Do you think churches nowadays, uh, this is just a general t- Statement: Do you think churches miss the ball when it comes to worship? Like churches that schedule worship versus like the free range worship, whichever church you want, like whatever. Do you think churches miss the ball for the most part as far as like how worship should go? No, God designed how worship should go. Um, He designed is an order. He God is the God of order. Mm. So, um, I mean, when like when. Ezra was speaking, you know, he put him up on a box and he spoke for hours and the people listened and amen, you know, but there's time constraints you have now, you know, I mean, I've been to tent crusades that was long, you know, some people, I know somebody who left Providence to go to another church because their church service was only half an hour. <laughs> You know, they say, hey, Deke, I'm I'm in and I'm out. <laughs> and that's cool if that's for them, I guess, you know, as long as they get a feel right. Mm. Yeah, if if they're if they're preaching a word. I think it depends on what like where their heart is. And there's no possible way, like, as far as other people go, to know truly where their heart is. God God will know that. So but um uh, yeah, I don't think necessarily that praise and worship should have a limit in time. Well, how should you not worship? How do you think we should not worship? Hmm. What's the wrong way to worship? I honestly don't know. The wrong way to worship. Well, one way is worship with the wrong attitude. Well, yeah, that. Uh, okay, I yeah, I wasn't thinking on the far as. 
as long as those lines. Okay, well, yeah. Or other gods, obviously. No, you're worrying about like what other people around you is doing. Right. Should you do that? Worship worrying about what other people are doing around you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> uh-huh. Here we go. <laughs> this one might be out there. What if you're worshiping, right? You're at your church and you're just tired. Like, like they were, is worth but it seems like it's just going, like you worshiped and you know, but now it's like, okay, I'm trying to get the word. Is that a wrong feeling? Like, if you're ready for that to stop, like the singing and the dancing and the songs, is there a point where it's like, you're like, man, okay, I'm ready for this song to be over. <laughs> so we can. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> Got the remix going on in church. Because, you know, some of these songs be 12 to 20 minutes long. And is that wrong to be like, dang, okay. I feel like you wouldn't be in it if you had that thought. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if, you, if your heart is not. But is that wrong, though, for it to be in it for a certain amount and then at, the t- at this time you're wrong? Because do you think you can worship for seven days nonstop? Um. Do I think I could? Maybe not, but do I think I should be able to? Yes. What yeah. do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Worship for seven days? I just mean like, as for, okay, it's, you mean sing and sing and dance? No, just way. like just just being in that like a worship mindset, like seven days nonstop. I mean, uh, I guess that might be a bad question, but like as far as like, yeah, well, we'll go back to it. As far as like church and. There's a song that's going on and on, and they say in the beginning part you have a good heart posture, but after a while you're like, okay, this is getting repetitive. I'm ready for this song to be. Is that wrong? Is that wrong to have? That? Is that necessarily wrong? Well, like I said, some people put focus on music as far as worship, and that was going to be my next question yeah. because what if there's another song that's playing as a song that you don't like, but it's a worship song? Like if you don't have that same thought process, well, don't get me started on the music, but. It's not. I feel like, in general, your mind is not there if you're focused on what the song is. It's not that. It's just that you're ready for the song to be over. Like, well, you're ready to go to the next yeah. part, you know, like, whether it's the song or you're ready to go into the word. Is that a wrong mindset to be like I don't know. Damn. If you're thinking, like, like concert, they all have a warm-up band before the main band, you know, <laughs> to get you going and stuff. And I don't know if that's the mindset or not. But when I when – I, think of worship i mean if they had no music i can worship yeah you know i can worship and so it's the right attitude what's your mindset then when you when they go in even if it's music or not music if somebody's giving a poem and stuff uh, if they praise dancing um is it getting your mind focused in on god you know um in Malachi uh, chapter one, he talks about the unacceptable worship, you know, that they were giving God, you know, and, and I remember Jesus one time was like, would you give your governor that? Would your governor accept that? You know, just think about Cain and Abel, you know, the, the, the difference in the, uh, the offerings to God. You know, which is a form of worship. So it may, and that, and when I ask, it may not necessarily be like you're done worshiping, but we're done with that song. Is that wrong? <laughs> no, because I've, I've I've know some people get up there, this, <laughs> and they may be doing that because they want to be heard. <laughs> you yeah. know, I I, I don't know. know. I mean, because <laughs> part of me want to say yes, that's wrong because you know you're in the worship. You should just still, you know. But at the same time, it's like okay, like. This might not be it for me. Yeah. This could be it. Like that, uh, what's that video? That guy that was singing Amazing Grace. <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. Like, we're good in the first, like, 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, after yeah. a while, it's like, okay, it's, you know. <laughs> okay, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. But is that wrong? Like, is that, because I, I want to say yes, but at the same time, I want to say no. Are you focusing on the song or are you focused on God? I, in, in my position, okay. Or I, they, by them doing it is taking your focus off of God. All right, I'm a, it'd be easier if I talk from my experience because I've been in churches before where like the beginning of worship is cool. You know, I'm, you know, it's be connected, um, you know, but there's also a point where like it seems like it gets overdone. 
is getting to the point where like okay like all right i'm ready to be you hear the word yeah. yeah and but is that wrong for me to feel that way in that in those in those environments this is my thought on it is that God deserves all the praise and worship. If you run out of praise and worship in your heart, but it's not it's running not, out. It's not running out of praise and worship. It's wait. like me moving on from this song. Let's go to the word. Like that is still in my but, eyes. That's because wanting the word. That's a word. That's a form of worship. Is is the preach word, the study in the word. All that is is encompassing in in the worship. Yeah. I guess in those moments, like I've experienced those moments too, where I'm just not into the song, but in that time, I normally I'll pray or I'll sit there and use that time. Like I'm not even necessarily focused on the song that I I use that time to still praise God, just not in the way that maybe they are. But yeah. I, I know I know exactly what you're saying because me. I want to get to the word. I want to hear what God has brought through the, the message. The message right. for you. I want to get the message. You know, and and my thing is, okay, I'm going to get the message. And and here's a, here's another thing: if you get the message and don't do anything with, is that worshiping? Yeah. Oh no. Maybe. You see what I'm saying? Because if God brought a message through somebody. You hear the message mm-hmm. and you get it and don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Because in Ephesians 4, that's what he said. He gave those apostles, evangelists, and stuff. Why? To prepare God's people for works of service. So if they bring you the word and you don't do nothing with it, are you worshiping God? Yeah. On another note, with that same token, what you have said, Ayla, the person that's leading worship. They should never have the feeling to be like this. Stop, right? If they're truly doing it for God and their heart posture is giving worship to God and giving God the glory, how do they know when to stop worship? That might be a a silly question, but like, how do they know when to stop? Like, if they're in that position where they're worshiping God and they're with God, well, they know they want to. They know beforehand there's an order of worship, order of service, and those songs should not be take up majority of the service so you believe that even the churches that are like considered free spirit they're still on some type of schedule as far as like how long worship should be yeah i I think because i i think the focus should be on the word Uh receiving god's word yeah because now i'm thinking like how would they know how would why would they want to stop when would they stop do we have a scriptural basis for how a church service should go i don't i don't know the old testament you know it, yeah, but current like a like. Do we have a scriptural basis now? It's the focus is on God, and that's the that's the thing, the focus on God. So you can worship Him in song, you can worship Him in praise. You know, you Are can you do that. I'm just saying that we don't have a. You know, worship should last an hour, and then no, not, no. not that two hours. Not that, but my question is: as far as the person is leading praise and worship, how do they know when to stop? Like, because if you're, because like you had said, when you're in that place of you're connected with God, you shouldn't want to. Like, you know, you always you want to be in a position where you want to keep giving reference and and thanks to God. So, why would a praise and worship leader stop? And how would they know when to stop? And why would maybe we need a praise and worship leader on here? <laughs> To discuss that because I mean, I understand from my point of view, like if I'm you know worshiping in the audience, like and it's feeling like, oh man, okay, let's get to the word. I can understand I think that it should be driven by the Holy Spirit, that's what I think. But still, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, but still, if like we're what? praising in spirit, so, right? If, if it says praise in spirit and truth, so that's so it wouldn't be wrong if I felt that way, then, huh? If I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do this, I'm not wrong if I'm praising in spirit and truth. Hmm. Um, if there's uh, not a stipulation for how long you should worship, then what? Then how can we even say? Well, so, I mean, that would be the same thing for the leader then. Yeah. I guess. Was the focus? The question is: Is the focus is on the music? Is the focus on the preach word? What is more important? 
what what do you think, not what I think, what do you think Jesus would want us to do? Because does the music save or does the gospel save? I think the gospel saves, but I also think listening and, and, and experiencing the word is also a, word, a, a period of worship. Wait, reference. say it again. I do think, I say, I think, uh, I think the period where we are hearing the word and you're hearing the message, the message that God is delivering, I do, I believe that's, that's a period of worship. Right. But we're, we're talking about the music. You said if the music's going on and uh, on. Yeah. You know, What's more important? I don't know if there's honestly. I don't know if there's one that's more important. I feel like we can find that one. Well, but I I I know this on Calvary when Jesus was on the cross with the two thieves, he gave a message on the cross, and one was saved with no music, no baptism, or anything like that, because Jesus told him, "Today you will be with me." In paradise, you know, because he recognizing who Jesus was, told the other thief, he said, don't you recognize God when you see him? He was worshiping Jesus on the cross. No music. He wasn't baptized. So. Does a lot of self going to people and doing that with the music. We might I know some get, folks. We might have to get a worship coordinator over here to talk about this one too. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that really got my brain thinking. Yeah, but um, it has to be acceptable. <laughs> no, and I think it, it, it definitely has to have God in, in mind. Yeah. So, I mean, what if they're singing songs that don't even mention Jesus? That's a whole nother category. But I'm saying is you're yeah. at the time of worship and they're giving songs that don't even mention Jesus. What yeah. if that, you know, is that a true worshiper? Is that true worship? I don't know. Whoever's listening should write in their opinions. Or if you have scriptural basis, let us know. <laughs> is that a conclusion? Yep. <laughs> Going into one. I know. Well, why don't you dive into your takeaway? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like it was getting dry. <laughs> um, no, I, oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> read, read, read Amos five twenty three. Just y'all go and read that. Okay, you know. <laughs> he says, "Stop the noise with your music." <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Ayla. Your heart is not right. <laughs> yes, well, that's my takeaway: is that in praise and worship, your heart should be there. Your heart should be for God. You shouldn't be worrying about the people around you, not necessarily what you're wearing. None of those things. Mm. <laughs> that through praise and worship, it should be for God and not yourself. Uh. I have something smart to say. Should I say it or should I just let it go? Is it going to make me mad? It might. Yeah, say it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Do you believe this platform could be praise and worship? Yes. Well, (laughs) yes. Okay. No, never mind. Yeah, go ahead. I know where you're going with it. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> but you don't have an answer for that either as to how long we should be doing this or not. Exactly. So <laughs> perfect. Yep. You're exactly right. 100. Okay. percent You got the stink eye. <laughs> you have any? What's your takeaways? Oh man. However you worship God. Oh, wait. Before you do your takeaways, I got to go first. Okay. I like ending on yours. So my takeaway is that, like, similar to Ayla's, that your your praise and worship is not necessarily for you. It's your connection with God. So not being worried about, like, what people are doing around you, how they may feel. And not even thinking about, like... um like maybe how you may look to other people, like because oh, all of that it'll come into like self glorification versus, you know, giving God that reference in those moments. So just remember that praise and worship is praise and worship for God and not for the people around you. Yeah, and and I just think about what He's delivered me from. 
and what he placed me into. And that's why, like in Galatians, you know, I'm not thinking about any man and being acceptable in their sight and what God has done for me. I'm not trying to please them. And so that's how I'm able to do it because I, me, I was a person that didn't like to speak in front of people and all. I do that now. It's totally dependent on and understanding what God did for me, why I can do it now. And I have a responsibility. That's why I study the way I do and in learning, continue to learn because I know what he did for me. And that's why I can worship him. Was it hard trying to study even though you can't read? <laughs> <laughs> I had a preacher Bible. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Non-Negations Podcast. From this episode, we pray that you learn something new that will help enhance your Christian life. Visit us at www.nonegations.com. There you can access our blog and our show notes. You can use our show notes for personal reflection, quick Bible study, or whatever you need. You can also uh, check out our apparel that's on our website. Our new Seek God First shirts and hats are now available, so you can check those out. And if you're in the Canton, Ohio area, make sure you check out Blended, located in the Belden Village Mall right next to the Macy's, to purchase apparel for you and or a friend. And please don't forget to rate, comment, review, share this podcast. And yeah, all that good stuff. And and what do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> you try to see if that showed up on the mic. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> she was like banging her face into the mic. <laughs> but until next time, do says. <laughs> <laughs>